Welcome to Man to Man Podcast. Before we begin our episode, we gotta shout out Anchor for making this podcast even possible. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free, easy to use for recording and uploading your episodes, and the best part, they distribute the podcast for you so you can be heard on places like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It also allows you to make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast, all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Alrighty, back at it, episode six of Man to Man Podcast. Before we get into our episode, we just want to say thank you again for listening to us. You know, you guys have been grinding along with us, giving us good reviews and shout outs. But on top of that, we have officially been accepted to Apple Podcasts. So please make sure to go to Apple Podcasts, listen to us, give us a review and subscribe. Just give us your overall feedback of what you like, maybe what you don't like. So check us out. We have our links in our Instagram bios and our Twitter bios. Um, you know, you can go to those links, find us on Spotify, Apple, or Anchor. So again, we appreciate you guys. Let's get after it. We're going into episode six. This is week five of the NBA. This is your co-host, Andy Elliott. Alongside your co-host, Liam, the Hoopstar Nash. Mr. Hoopstar, we got a lot to talk about this week. Not only did Danny Green get drug tested, after you had that insane put-back dunk. But we're also going to talk about Carmelo making his return to the NBA. Let's go. Dude's making like $35,000 a game now. I don't even want to talk about it. We're going to talk about Melo a little bit. We're going to talk about LeBron, the Lakers. They just keep winning, so we have to talk about them a little bit. And then Paul George and Kawhi finally linking up. This is what we've all been waiting for, getting into it, grinding it out together on the first preview of what they look like so Liam Carmelo back in the NBA what you got yeah I love it I'm really excited to see this it's almost been too long having to sit out full year for him he may he makes his return plays three games this week for the Blazers my question to you last week was a little bit about if he's going to get starting minutes is he going to come off the bench or whatnot and we see that he gets put right into the starting lineup kind of made it look like from his interviews that's kind of what the coaching staff and him kind of agreed on before he signed the deal with them he's going to be a starter so we get to see him right off the bat plugged into that starting lineup. And in his first game, he scored 10 points and four rebounds, playing 24 minutes. Um, did most of the damage in the first half. Second half was a little bit of a struggle for him. Finished the game shooting four for 11, though. So a little shaky starting off, but it is only his first game. He did knock down two three-pointers in that game, which was really cool to see as well. So Right. He he didn't have any practice either. That was the thing. They called him up, think, on that Wednesday of last week, and they even wanted him to come up and play on that Friday night. He was like, hold up, let me take the weekend. I got to get mentally prepared. He said it was a lot different after that first game, being in practice by himself, shooting around by himself, rather than actually being on the NBA floor. He kind of took that weekend to himself, came back for this week, Trailblazers need all the help they can get. So why not bring Carmelo Anthony in, especially with Dame Dollar being out? Let's see what they can do. And even though they might start off a little slow or shaky with Melo, at least it's not right after the All-Star break or anything crucial going into that second half of the season. 
Right. I mean, we can see him in the second game as well. Played 29 minutes in that one. A lot more minutes that game, too. Right. He's starting to get his feeling back. Scored 18 points and seven rebounds. Dished out four assists as well. They did end up losing this game to the Bucks, 129 to 137. But again, did you see how Melo tried to take on Giannis? Yeah, they they kind of squared up a couple of times actually. He he's coming back with no regard for anybody. I don't. He tried to throw him in the ISO, didn't he? Yeah, he's like, I don't even care if you're the reigning MVP. I don't care. Do you know who I am? You know, I'm Carmelo. Got his shit rocked. <laughs> Hey, it's still early, right? It's still early. It's his second game back. But in the third game, we see him in the starting lineup again, only scoring 11 points. And they lost that one too, 104 to 110. My question to you, though. So we see Melo coming to the Blazers this week. They lost three in a row. So is he actually hurting the team, helping the team? Where do you see this kind of fitting in? And do you think they're going to they're gonna figure it out? I think the Trailblazers are a little bit like the Indiana Pacers starting out. How the Pacers started out the season, they lost the first three games. They had a mesh of guys come in with different talents, trying to figure out their chemistry. This is exactly what the Trailblazers are trying to do right now. Bringing in Hassan Whiteside, bringing in Melo. I know they got Yurkic hurt right now. Dane Dollar is hurt. He might be doing some raps on the side, but I think he's hurt with that load management problem. It'll all come together. This is the first week with Melo. He hasn't even practiced with Dane yet. CJ's out there. So you're saying you're saying they'll make playoffs? I think they'll make playoffs. Like I was saying, Dame is making too much money for them not to make the playoffs. He's one of the highest paid NBA players. So if he doesn't get them to the playoffs, then a lot has to change. I think if they don't make the playoffs, then Melo doesn't return to the Blazers. But Melo needs to come in as a starter, help facilitate get his 15 to 20 points, try to get up there and do what he does and help that team create some playoff run or at least get them into a good enough playoff seed. So yes, I do think to answer your question, they will make the playoffs still. Yeah, I don't have them making playoffs at all. They're not. Mm -hmm. So far, I don't see it happening. They're already off to too much of a slow start that they won't make up the difference. If it's anything like my high school routine, I did the mellow, like coming out of the starting lineups, and uh, I was trash all senior year. <laughs> so if Melo keeps doing that, I, I think that hitting his head thing over these past, what, 15 years after he makes a bucket is just, it's not really helping out for him anymore. So if that's his signature move this year, then maybe not make the playoffs, but we'll see. I mean, I think they will make the playoffs, making a lot of money. Just maybe stop doing the head thing, because I know, well, I can't really compare myself to Melo. I thought I was Melo. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I don't even know what basketball is anymore. Um, let's go into LeBron James making some history. Hello, LeBron James. Hi, LeBron James. Okay, LeBron James makes some history. Records a triple dub against all 30 teams in the NBA. Mr. Michael Jordan, are you watching over there? <laughs> yes, you are, sir. What about LeBron, bro? You know, first player in NBA history to do this. And then next game, they got a home game. Kobe's there courtside. Kobe hasn't, I haven't, we haven't seen Kobe at a uh, Laker game in the past couple of seasons. Why? I don't know. I think he just needed. Because Kobe don't like ass. Kobe's. Abigail's <laughs> <laughs> looking over at me like my parents are going to listen to this. Um, I think Kobe's, you know, finally sitting courtside, gets some love from the fans, dabs up Bronny and AD, 
before the game just goes off man it's an overall good vibe you got kevin hart over there chilling next to kobe too i thought it was hilarious kevin hart was taking shot after shot uh, right next to kobe and his wife i think he started hitting on his wife at the end of the night but kobe just was not buying that one but what do you think about my guy lbj how are you sir i think he's good I guess my question to you... How many questions you got for me, Hoop? Come on now. <laughs> I, I is this is 21 <laughs> questions. Hey, eighth grade, what is your number? I got a question for you. Because I know you oh, love buddy. you some LBJ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was always so bad at that game. 21 questions. Like, I, I, I'd like... The 20 questions. The first question was always like, hey, is the sun blue? <laughs> oh, <laughs> what do you think God. about that one, Hoop? <laughs> Ooh. I remember playing that game, and I knew like my first question. I, I, I would get like I would get like a text back from like some random dude. Like I would get that number in, in middle school, and then like text would be like, "Hey, how you doing? Let's play twenty one questions." Like I would come off the, I would come off the bat like that in that first text, and they would just send me they would just send me a text back, but it would be like some random dude with a selfie, be like, ah, "Sorry, bro," and I was like, "You know what?" Let's continue to talk to this guy. I mean, let's just FaceTime it out right now. We didn't even have FaceTime back then, bro. Oh, what'd you say? We didn't even have FaceTime back then. <laughs> All right. We're going to throw some of that in there. No. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, Bronny coming in, bro. You got a lot of questions for me. Let me go back and ask you one. Is he the GOAT? Um, I think his mother thinks so. After the game, that he... Oh, whoa. <laughs> okay, what does that mean? <laughs> does your mom think you're the GOAT? <laughs> but my mom hates me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, what what is mom? LBJ threw out a, an Instagram post of his mom texting saying she was, or he was the GOAT, right? Right, yeah, right after he got the final triple-double against all 30 teams. All right, Liam, what do you got? What do you got? His mom thinks he's the GOAT. Um, do you think he's the GOAT? Do you? I mean, I know how you like NBA players. I don't have him as the GOAT. I got Michael, you know. The big question for LeBron is why does he have so many losses in the NBA Finals? So I think LeBron is the GOAT, but that is just my opinion. I know a lot of people think otherwise. This is what I'm saying. I had a persuasive speech in my comms class about LeBron being better than Jordan. I got a 60 on it. So I don't know how good my opinion is. So I think that, <laughs> listen, this is why I think uh, this is, no, I'm kidding. I got like 108 or something like that. I was like, why does it not go to 109? But I think LeBron, you can't penalize him for going to the finals every single year. He leads Jordan in every single statistical category, points, rebounds. He's got 30,000 points. He's the only player with 30,000 points, 8,000 assists, and 8,000 rebounds. You know, you got to appreciate legends, and it's cool to witness greatness while we have it upon us. I think Jordan was just the first mega superstar, so that's why he has a lot of leeway. I know he's, you know, undefeated in the finals, but again, you can't criticize LeBron for going there every single year. He's taken the worst team that, that first couple years he was with the Cavs. They were terrible. He took that team. Uh. To the to the NBA Finals, and then next or that when he went over to the Heat, the Cavs didn't even make the finals. And then when he went back to the Cavs that next year, the Heat didn't even make the finals. So I know you want to call you know Bosh and D Wade as big superstars with LeBron, definitely helped him out. But 
I don't think these guys are compared to Scotty and Dennis Rodman and Steve Kerr. So uh, there will be no answer to this. I think a lot of people obviously will still have Michael Jordan in the in the run up, and then LeBron maybe as the second or Kobe or whoever. My biggest thing is it will always be about winning, you know, and we see that LeBron can't always do that late in the postseason. So I think that's my only ca- it's caveat. It's also being too. against a Warriors team though, so it's, it's just a totally different game. Right. The Warriors and are I, better than the Bulls, I think. Back then. Yeah. I I mean I agree to that point that can't really compare between eras, but I don't think LeBron is is the best. The All great. Right. As you would say. So on a little lighter note, we're going to talk about one guy on the Lakers, KCP, Contavious Caldwell-Pope. He gives one of our good friends, Elliot Mellencamp. Elliot makes beats, and actually one of his beats is the intro song to our podcast. He's a guy that Liam and I have both grown up with from Nashville. Now he lives in L.A. But Elliot sent me a text earlier this week with a video of KCP. We'll play the audio here in a second. Giving a shout out to one of our other good friends, Johnny. Johnny, the song that you hear at the end of our podcast, Only in the Night, it's Johnny and another guy on there, a.k.a. the kid, um, gives Johnny a shout out for retiring from fantasy football. And I'm looking at this video. I'm like, what is this? It's a video of KCP. But then I watch it again, and I just want you guys to listen to it. So we're going to play it right here. Hey y'all, it's KCP here. I want to give a quick shout out to Elliot, Chase, Johnny, and Keith. You know, I heard y'all was all big Laker fans. Um, I'm excited to be giving this shout out to y'all. Uh, I also want to give a special shout out to to Johnny for retiring from fantasy football. <laughs> um, just keep keep your head up, you know, keep going great uh, and, and enjoy y'all day. Yeah, so that video is basically saying, sorry, Johnny, for retiring from fantasy football. Johnny hasn't won a fantasy football game in like three seasons, so I had to throw it in. I had to shout out Elliot, shout out Johnny. I think KCP just shout him out. was honestly so funny. I think that's hilarious, honestly. I sent that to you, and you were like, wait, what, what is this? What is this? It's, it's that new Cameo app where you can pay for like a famous person and give you a personal shout-out, and prices vary for each person. I say, like, who's the guy on the bachelor? Chris Harrison? Chris Harrison. What, $500 to give a shout-out? But then Dwight Howard's like negative 18. <laughs> yeah, it's a funny thing. So shout-out Johnny for losing in fantasy football every single year. I'm right there with you. I have four different teams. Uh, I still haven't paid the commissioners in any of the leagues. They keep texting me about it. Uh, I don't think I am, or I don't think I will, and I think I'll just retire with you, Johnny. So shout out to the retired fantasy football fans out there. Keep doing your thing and just switch to something new, like, I don't know, pogo ice skating or something. Uh, that's <laughs> not- <laughs> Oh, Lord. You don't play fantasy, do you? No, 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 no. Not me. I don't play any fantasy. All right, Liam, we're going to talk about some PG and Kawhi. Let's just run through it. We all know what's up with these guys. Right, and their debut game together, they played the Celtics. They won a close one, 107-104. Leonard and George played 37-plus minutes, combining for 42 points. But it was really Lou Williams and and Patrick Beverly that kind of stole the the show at the end there. Pat Bev recording a double-double with 14 points and 16 big rebounds for him. He's probably the shortest guy on the floor. He also added seven assists as well. Lou Will also led the team in scoring that night with a big 27 points. Big dog. 
Now he's in the starting lineup. So get a dub over the Celtics. That next game, they won again by three points. Pat Bev and Russell obviously went at it. They're like the top two biggest competitors, in my opinion, in the league. You know, Russell fouls out. I think Pat Bev, I don't know if he fouled out or not, but was also on the bench. And towards the end of the game, they're both just gnawing at each other, just nagging at each other. I think they might end up fighting at some point later on in the season. Maybe if they meet each other in the postseason, it's going to be a great battle to watch. I love to see that between those two guys, though. Yeah, yeah. They're really good. Yeah, I mean, those are two guys that have dog in them. That's what we need. On the Pacers, come on, Brogdon, get some of that, but... Yeah, overall, I mean, these guys are going to be a great team. They got everything that fits their core right now. You got Doc Rivers, you got Ty Lue, you got a good coaching staff, and you have people on the team and the organization that have already won and have experience, so no doubt in my mind that they will reach the finals. I will say there is one part of that team so far this week that I've seen is probably their biggest weakness is is their defensive, like, low post area. If you, like... Compare him to the Lakers. Montrezl Harold is like 6'8", 6'9", and he does most of the, the starting minutes for that center position. And if you're going up against AD, who's 6'11", McGee, who's seven foot, Howard, that's also seven foot, I would say that's probably their biggest weakness moving forward into postseason play. But their backcourt is tremendous, I mean, defensively. So they have that going for them. I don't know how... They're going to match up against these bigger, taller teams. I think they'll be all right. I think they'll be all right. I think they'll figure it out, but I think that's definitely their biggest weakness if they have a weakness. I got a song for you, Hoop. We fly high. There ain't no lie. You know it's Ben Simmons (laughs) bowling. We got Ben Simmons hitting that first regular season three-point shot Wednesday night against the Knicks. Ben Simmons, you got that green light, brother. Give him the granny apples. Shout out Ricky Harris. Give him them grannies. Give him them green granny apples. That was awesome to see. Everybody in that, in that arena was just going hype, yo. All teammates, everybody. Do you think he's like pissed at how cheerful they get over Ben Simmons hitting the three? Or do you think he see, just what gets I, it? I think he just doesn't care because he was wide open and he made that shot and it was just like, you know what, whatever. I'm wide open. I'm going to take it. It was a corner three, so it was the shorter three of them. So that probably helped him out a little bit making that one. It is a shorter three right there. But I think Ben Simmons, man, keeps shooting the ball, especially when you're playing the Pacers, brother. Um, other than that, <laughs> don't shoot the ball. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see. Ben Simmons got the granny light. Um, we're going to go into a performance of the week. So Abigail is going to talk about this one. She says she is the performance of the week. We don't necessarily uh, agree on that one, but uh, she's going to get into the performance of the week. So can we get a uh, round of applause for <laughs> Abigail Cox? It's supposed to be a drum in? roll. Can we get yeah, a, it's definitely a drum so can, roll? Hoop, it's a drum roll. So can we get a round of that's like at the end, bro. So can we get a drum roll hoop for Miss AC coming in? Uh, you want me to do the drum roll? Yeah, yeah, do the drum <laughs> roll. Alright, that was terrible. Alright, Abigail Cox, here we go. What do you got for us, Abigail? What what performance of the week you got for us? It's a performance because it came from the Bulls. Zach Levine had a really amazing game. He went off against the Hornets, scoring 49 points this week. It was his career high. He shot 13 for 17 from the three-point game. (laughs) From the three-point game. The only thing I'm going to say is it's going to be a fun time editing this one. (laughs) Yeah, fuck me. 
he shot 13 for 17 from the three-point range, and he also hit the game-winning shot in the final seconds to beat the Hornets 116-115. to Good for Zach Levine, good for the Bulls. Their season's pretty much over for them at this point, but I don't know. If they keep playing like this, I'm in Chicago, I might even go to a game. <laughs> Hey, it's always fun to go to NBA games, even if the team sucks. But I think I'll wait till the Pacers come to Chicago, but we'll see. But Kemba Walker, you gonna tell us about Kemba Walker? Yeah, Kemba Walker. Uh, he has a nasty, nasty fall this week. He actually had to be carried out on a stretcher. He runs into his own player after a missed shot. Completely falls to the ground immediately. At first, the doctors. Um, Kind of diagnosed it just as, you know, run him through the concussion protocol to make sure his neck isn't too seriously injured because from the replays and stuff, you could obviously tell it was a nasty hit to the head and neck area. Right. Um, Sorry, I'm back, Coop. Yeah, yeah. But team doctors now later in the week just labeling it as a sprained neck and a concussion. He's listed. It was almost like he was hidden. When I first saw it, you know the Bernie, like the dance, the Bernie? I can't tell you that I know what that is. You like lay all the way back like you're doing the limbo and then you kind of just like shake your shoulders. The weekend at Bernie's, you never seen that movie? That's what I thought he was doing, bro. <laughs> I thought I thought this oh, man was hitting yeah. the Bernie, and then he was down on the ground, and his teammates are like, "Kim, get up, dude, Kim's," and he's just like, I don't know, like hitting the Bernie on the ground. But yeah, no, he actually was hurt. Continue, please. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's listed day to day right now, so he'll probably be back any any time <laughs> next week. So I'm glad to see that that wasn't as bad as it looked originally. I mean, you get carted off in a in a stretcher yeah you always think the worst so on that note let's talk about our pacers this week we only played two games but one thing i will note this week that happened for the pacers it was the anniversary for malice in the palace ding 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 which took place back on november 19th of 2004 so maybe the pacers just needed to take a couple of days off to remember that you think some of the players were like watching that game again and just be like dang i don't know maybe we should fight this next game do you think that's a thing like they're hitting up like jamal tinsley we would lose a fight against any nba team we have the smallest guys yeah we do but like i don't know I don't know about that. <laughs> Other than like Goga. Yeah, we'll just we'll just use Goga and Miles. Like Miles can pick up Goga and use him as a, a wrecking force for like three <laughs> other point guards on the other team or something. I think it'd make more sense if they picked up the little guys. Like TJ Leaf. What is he? Five five? TJ Leaf is he's like, like six ten. <laughs> Clearly our producer the is The holidays are like easily only six foot. Aaron Holiday is pretty small. I yeah, they're one. so small. Whatever, continue. Let's take a closer look into the games this week, starting with the Brooklyn Nets. Andy, if you want to just kind of run us through that. Oh, wait, sorry. What? Uh, I was tweeting on my burner account. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nets, Nets. Uh, no Kyrie. All right, is that just a slide? I'm no, so sorry. Let's keep that one in, though. Uh, no Kyrie in for the game. You know, he's still out with a shoulder injury. Could be a little bit more serious than we expected. Still no Brogdon for the Pacers. But for this game, both the Holiday brothers actually amazed me and went off. Aaron Holiday led the way with 24 points, 13 assists, 6 rebounds. The little guy got 6 rebounds. He got up. 
followed by his brother, Justin Holiday, with 20 points. You know, Justin Holiday, new guy. They're from, brothers? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sabonis has a monster game, recording the double-double with 16 points, 18 rebounds. Let's look at this. In the past eight games, Sabonis has recorded at least 13 rebounds. And then we got another guy coming up from the G League, Nas Mitru Long. He had a breakout game, giving us a spark that we needed off the bench. 12 points, 3 assists, 3 rebounds. We ended up blowing the Nets out 115-86. to 86. And fun fact, we held the Nets to 35 points. and That is the fewest in the NBA so far this year for any team. It's a great performance. Yeah, we looked really good in that game. Let's just tail that one into the Magic game. Abigail, we're going to... We're going to hear from you again? Can we hear from you again? Yeah. So we finished up this week against the Magic with a home win, 106 to 111. Sabonis led the team with an overall great performance, scoring 25 points. He had nine rebounds and four assists. We also had a big game from Aaron Holiday, again, hitting a clutch three-pointer from down the stretch to help seal the deal. Finishes with... 13 points, 4 rebounds, and 4 assists. It was a really good team win. Again, 6 players reaching double figures, starting to get healthier, and slowly getting back to full strength. And we'll be back on Tuesday against the Grizzlies. Yeah, so Pacers are looking good. Again, we appreciate you guys so much for listening and tuning in. You know, Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us some reviews. And again, thank you for reaching out to us. We appreciate all the love that you've given us. We couldn't do it without you. And hey, we'll see you next week. Stay down, stay up. Pacer Nation, baby. Pacer Nation. Go holler to you next week, baby. Pacer Nation up, dog. Stay <laughs> hustling.